everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We're your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 121, The Cahutta Wilderness. On this episode, we share with you a remote and often untamed wilderness that encompasses two states and has been identified as one of the oldest mountain ranges in the world. It just so happens that it's in the southeast and it's called the Cahutta Wilderness. We share what to expect, tips on backpacking there, why you should go backpacking there, and what you need to know once you're in there. Of course, you can always join our discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com groups, Trust the Trail podcast, and join our podcast family and come out and hang with us. We usually have a very good time in that group. We post a lot of photographs with everyone's backpacking adventures. Plus, it's a good place to ask questions um, on backpacking. We always bantering back and forth um, with Q&As on that group. So obviously Ariane is not joining us today. I am solo. And so I thought what a great opportunity to talk to you guys about one of, I think, one of the most rugged um, wilderness adventures that you could have. It, um, it's right kind of in our backyard, not easy not easy to get to, um, even though that it is, uh, it's about three and a half hours away from where we live, which is Atlanta, Georgia. But I can tell you it's remote and it is an adventure you will not ever forget. Um, we did a podcast on episode, uh, I believe it was 67 called uh, The Jacks River Trail. And that was all about, it might, it might have been episode 64. Um, we talked about the Jacks River Trail and 42 River Crossings. And on that podcast, we talked about what an epic adventure that is. And, um, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, when we were doing some research and we thought, what, what should we share this week about, um, you know, our adventures, about trail reports, about, you know, backpacking. It, it, we have never really talked about the entire Cahada wilderness. And so what I want to talk to you guys about is getting you excited about not only trying to go in there, but if you want a challenge and you really want to have something that is completely untamed, trails are not always easy to find. Sometimes the trail is overgrown and the vast amount of change that this particular wilderness goes through each and every year. When I say that, I mean, you know, for the most part, when we go backpacking in national parks or state parks or even long distance trails like the Appalachian Trail, Pacific Crest Trail, for the most part, those trail systems are pretty much the same. Other than the occasional reroute because of erosion, or maybe something else has happened um, on on that trail system, and they need they need to change it. The Cahutta Wilderness, unlike most other wilderness areas, um, is not only very high in elevation, but it's very low in elevation, and it actually is in a gorge. And often, when that area gets 
flooded, and it does often, it completely washes out the trail. And so you might go in there in the springtime thinking, oh, oh yeah, I've, I've been in here a hundred times and then go in there in the fall and the trail is gone. The trail is completely different. So the Colorado wilderness, those trails are always somehow being kind of rerouted, overgrown, and then a volunteer group will come in because wilderness areas um, only can be trail maintained by uh, volunteers and by clubs, organizations, and it's usually no chainsaws or any kind of a motor is uh, is allowed in the wilderness area. So you have to go in there with hand saws and, and cut and do trail maintenance by hand. Um, so that's why wilderness areas sometimes are very slow to get uh, maintenance on their trails. Normally, uh, if you've gone in there and it's so bad, uh, oftentimes you're doing trail maintenance as you're backpacking, which if you can do that, that's awesome. It does definitely helps the next person, uh, but that's always uh, a clear sign that, yeah, maybe you could be the one that organizes the club or the volunteer um, effort to go and maintain these trails because this particular wilderness area, the Cajadas, it always needs trail maintenance. So talk a little bit about that too. So um, the Cajada wilderness, for people that don't know, is in the upper northern section of Georgia. It's on the western side of the Appalachian Mountains. It's on the west side. It's really kind of in between. Uh, it's really the start of the, kind of like the foothills um, a little bit. Um, but it's really the beginning of the Smoky Mountains. Uh, and a lot of uh, researchers and scientists have claimed that this portion of the mountains, the Cahutta Mountains in particular, the uh, foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains are recorded as the oldest mountains in the world. At some point, these mountains were extremely, extremely high. And through millions of years of wind, rain, uh, they have uh, really come down. But they, they're still uh, at, at the highest point. They're still at 4,500 feet, and which is in the southeast. That's a pretty good, pretty good climb. Um, the they were the wilderness was designated in 1975, expanded in 1986, uh, and currently consists of about 37,000 acres in. Uh, in, in the whole, what's considered the entire wilderness area. And then 35,000 of that is in Georgia. And then the rest, about 17, 1800 acres are in Tennessee. Um, and it's divided into two different national forests. One is the Chattahoochee National Forest and one is the Cherokee National Forest. Uh, and that really is a tale of two states. And I'll get into that in a second as far as when you go in backpacking in there. Um, so, and here's here's one of the cool things about the Cahutta Wilderness is that it's got 94 miles of backpacking trails, 94, okay? Um, the Appalachian Trail in the state of Georgia only has 74. So you could hike the entire trail system in the Cahuttas and um, go right back to your car <laughs> and do more of the more trails in Georgia than you could 
in on the Appalachian Trail. And I would probably venture to say that it's going to be harder. I'll tell you why that also. Um, but there's uh, 15, 15 of those uh, 94 miles of trails. They span the entire uh, wilderness, ranging from the Ridgeland Trails, Ridgeline Trails, all the way into the gorge and down into the valley. So um, it's, it's quite expansive. Uh, expansive as far as range and it definitely gives you a huge amount of diversity so diversity right elevation range is from 4200 feet and that's on top of big frog mountain and that is a pretty high mountain for the southeast considering the highest is Klingman's dome in the smokies at six six thousand feet over six thousand feet so 4,200 feet is pretty high. So in just in that little area, probably within, I would say, not even 10 miles, you go from 4,200 feet to 978 feet in elevation. That's a lot of elevation gain and loss in a very, very short period of time. So that's kind of what makes the Cahutas so cool in such an adventure because if you're looking for some through hiking experience you're looking for uh, maybe to prep for a long distance hike whether it's the pacific crest trail whether it's the appalachian trail um, i would say come out and visit the cajadas because that is not only going to get you in shape but it's going to give you a workout of epic proportions when you do the entire trail system and i'm talking about it's got some of the steepest um, as far as degrees and the entire, I, I don't even know, I can't even think offhand, probably maybe the whites up in New Hampshire. Um, I can't think there's a couple sections, obviously of the Appalachian Trail, but consistently I can't think of a area that has more of a range in uh, the gradeness of going up and down than the Cajadas. It's really steep, and I mean steep, um, but it's 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 a great workout. And sometimes the, the um, and I, I won't even say that the steeps are uh, just kind of a, a short little jaunt. I mean, sometimes, you know, it, it, it's over a mile uh, at a very, uh, at a very high grade, of, um, of steepness so uh, but it's also home if you are living in the southeast to two of the most spectacular waterfalls in the entire state of Georgia so we talked about on the Jack's River Trail the Jack's River Falls which is close to 100 feet and it's epic uh, one of the things that you can do at Jack's River uh, in the summer when the water is a little bit lower and the falls are really going is, you know, you can jump off a little cliff and jump right into the, the falls. And it's a very cascading tiered fall. So it's almost two falls in one. You can go swimming. They've got a great swimming hole. It's kind of a, a fun place to go in the summertime. Um, but if you really want to see it, and we talked about this in that episode, was you got to go in winter and see that waterfall completely frozen over. It is really, really super beautiful. But when you get to that waterfall, 
it's like something you've never seen. It is. It doesn't even feel like you're in the South anymore. It, it's a very like, wow, I'm deep in, you know, the Bob Marshall wilderness uh, or I'm deep in Colorado. It's a very, very with the hemlocks uh, hovering over it and the way the waterfall comes through. It's really, really, really beautiful. Um, but the other waterfall, which is just as really spectacular, is kind of like an unknown waterfall. And I wouldn't say um, it's that unknown where people don't go to it. I would say it's not easy to get there. So a lot of people, you're not going to get um, any of the touristy or any of the day hikes. In fact, I would venture to say that you probably don't get a lot of day hikers at all at this waterfall and this waterfall is called the panther creek falls it's located off the panther creek trail it's on the western part of the wilderness uh, it's a 70 foot waterfall and it's located in the, in the very heart of the wilderness area right in the heart of the wilderness area the, what what's kind of cool about this particular waterfall uh, panther creek is that it's got some of the most beautiful campsites um, I've seen in Georgia. Um, not only do you get this beautiful waterfall, but then you can go on top of the waterfall, literally on top of the waterfall, and you're at a huge high point in the Cahutta Mountains, and you can just see forever on top of the waterfall, and you get to watch the sunset. So you've got this beautiful campsite, you've got a beautiful waterfall, you're standing on top of the waterfall, and you have views that are just breathtakingly beautiful. To get to Panther Creek Falls, there's two ways. One, you can kind of hike up on top and stay up in high elevation, and you can get to the waterfall that way. That's kind of the cool way to go, and a lot of backpackers do it that way. Um, you can take, it's called the East Calpin Trail, and you can... You can go that way. The other way, however, is kind of the more adventurous way. You can come in from the east side of the Cajadas and go in the lower elevation, which means you've got, oh, I'd say, uh, offhand, I'd say probably four river crossings. One of them would, would be the Conestoga River, which I'll talk about in a minute. And then you start going up. And when I say up, it is one of those steep climbs that you're almost bouldering uh, getting up there. And the, the trail is there. It's not a really long uh, climb, probably in distance wise. It's probably a half a mile, three fourths of a mile, maybe up. Um, but you it'll 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 make you work. I mean, it is a true wilderness experience. Um, and then, of course, speaking of the Conestoga River, which the Panther Creek Falls um, kind of comes down into, is the Conestoga River is one of the cleanest rivers in the country. As a matter of fact, the Conestoga River is, is home to almost more rare species of fish than any other river system in the entire United States. And so you have a lot of researchers that come into the Cahuttas and you can actually call the um, the Chattahoochee, I believe it's the Chattahoochee Ranger District because every once in a while they, they do snorkeling classes in the Conestoga River. And you can go and you can learn how to snorkel and see some of these really rare uh, fish 
that swim the Conestoga River. So it's a really, really cool experience to not only be in a true wilderness area, but to backpack in and then see the rangers there. They have a little change tent. And so you put on your gear and then you can go snorkeling. And it's and then you know you're snorkeling one of the cleanest rivers in in the country, which is really kind of kind of cool, you know, compared to what some of our water systems are like in you know in today's world. Um, that is the the beauty of the Cahuta Wilderness. So I can tell you that we have done backpacking boot camp there. We have done epic uh, backpacking trips in there. Um, we have, I, I've experienced more in the Cahutas as far as really honing in on backpacking skills that probably I've ever backpacked other than out west in desert conditions. Um, the the Cahutas, they change so much that, um, you know, you're, you're never hiking the same in there no matter how many times you go in there. Um, and of course, if you do the Jack's River Trail, which we talked about in our, uh, in, I think it's episode 64, 64 or 67, um, you've got 42 river crossings. So if you want to learn how to ford a river, uh, that's the place to go because the river never really gets up past your, uh, your high knees, thighs in the summertime. Um, the Cahuta Wilderness, however, um, because of the elevation, gain and loss and because it is only you know 35,000 square miles is that when it rains and we get a lot of rain up there folks a lot of rain um, heavy rain we get downpours so when you're there if you're down in the gorge um, that's gonna that's gonna teach you um, some flash flood techniques real quick um, because um, because of the 42 river crossings, it is very possible that you may have to wait out at one of the sections of the river and uh, wait, wait that out. Uh, th that's how fast the water can come down. So you've got an east side and a west side, and the water all kind of comes down on the east side. It comes down in the Conestoga. The west side, it comes down in the Jacks River. And uh, um, there's a lot of water down there. So it's a great way to you know kind of have a feeling for that and you know you look at high ground when you pitch your tent you look at low ground you know that hey you know i'd love to camp next to the river and and hear that all night but what's the weather going to be are they you know are they predicting rain if so that's probably not a good idea um they you when you go in there in the summertime and we're right now we're experiencing some um, you know, heavy rains. It, it, we had a huge thunderstorm uh, last night and we had another huge thunderstorm today <clears throat> right above the Cajadas. And so, um, you know, you get a really good chance, you get a really good idea of how fast water comes down a mountain um, in the Cajadas. So it's a great place. You've got uh, the Bent Mackay Trail, which is a long distance trail that goes through the Cajadas. And um, and then it kind of takes a tour up to Big Frog Wilderness, which is part of the Cahutas. You've also got and the, the cool thing about the Benton Mackay Trail is that you can make that a loop hike. 
and you can kind of catch the Benton Mackay down into the Pinahoe Trail, the Pinahoe Trail to the Appalachian Trail. You can come down the Benton Mackay from the Cahuttas, and then you can catch the Appalachian Trail, and then you can go back up, and you can make an epic loop hike uh, out of that if you do some research on the Benton Mackay and the Appalachian Trail and how you can connect the two. Um, and you will do more uh, trail and more pure wilderness than you ever will just hiking straight on the Appalachian Trail. Um, and you won't see anywhere near the people. So on any given night on the Appalachian Trail uh, during spring, you'd see probably 70, 80 people at a campsite. You do the Cahuttas in the springtime um, and you might see, you know, two or three people. Um, so that's the difference between uh, different wilderness areas and what they offer. Now, to get into the Cahuttas, to get in there is a little bit of an adventure itself. I know because I've had multiple flat tires getting in there. There's a couple different ways to go in there. I would recommend the probably the, the most adventurous and safest and easiest way to get in the Cahuttas is look up Blue Ridge, Georgia. And that is in the, that's kind of in the northwestern part of Georgia. Um, and look at Blue Ridge. That's really the, I'd say, access point to where you can get into the Cahuttas. And um, it's very easy to get to. Just look up, you know, you want to find Old Highway 2. And when I say Old Highway 2, it is not a highway by any stretch of the imagination, except it was probably called a highway back in the 1920s when they were logging <laughs> the Cahadas. So, But it is on the map still as Old Highway 2. But if you go to Blue Ridge, Georgia, from there you take Highway 5, um, and then jump on. It's a very, it's a just a small little street, but it is marked to say Old Highway Two, and you take that. And it's paved for a very long time, um, and then all of a sudden it's not paved, and then it's gravel, and then you start going up, and then you get to a kind of a section, and you'll see um, Forest Road Two Twenty Two, and you make a very sharp right. And you go up, 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 up for about maybe 40 minutes. And you come to a place called Dally Gap. Dally Gap, um, sometimes it's marked, sometimes it's not. But those are your main trailheads to get into the um, into the Cahada Wilderness. And that's usually where everybody parks. There's a trail straight ahead that will take you up and out of Georgia into Tennessee. That is the Hemp top trail that turns into the Benton Mackay trail and then you can just go up there and you're you're in Tennessee and before you know it it's a good climb you're at 4200 feet and uh it's just it's beautiful up there the uh, difference between Georgia and Tennessee however is remarkable um when you leave Georgia on the hemp top trail to go up into the big frog wilderness area. Literally it goes from, yeah, okay. It's, it's a trail. It's nice. It's, you know, it's, 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 you know, somewhat level. There's nothing really level out there, but you know, it's somewhat, 
Um, and then the border, it you go straight up. There's no switchbacks. There's no, uh, it's an old beat up sign that says, welcome to the Cherokee National Forest. <laughs> and you go straight up to Big Frog Wilderness Area uh, and Big Frog Mountain. And then, of course, at that point, you are literally on the Benton Mackay Trail. The Benton Mackay Trail, by the way, goes right up and over Big Frog. So that's one way to beat the heat. And if you're going to be in the southeast and you want to experience a true wilderness area, that's one way. Um, if you stay at Dally Gap, then you'll see a sign that says Beach Bottom and Jack's River. And then the trailhead uh, starts going down into the gorge. Um, and you have 18 river crossings to get to a very beautiful campsite to where you can spend the night and stay along Jack's River. Now, if you want to make that a loop, then you can keep going up the Hemp Hop, hemp hop hemp Top Trail, and then you can catch the Penitentiary Branch Trail, which is three miles down, easy hike. And you can get to the exact same camp spot and then you can do the 18 river crossings back to Dally Gap to your car. That loop hike right there is something that I strongly recommend for backpackers that really want a taste of going into the forest road, you know, driving down a forest road, parking your car, going down, staying at a beautiful camp area right, right next to a roaring river learning how to cross the river. And by the way, don't ever go into the Cahada Wilderness without hiking poles, ever. Uh, you can't cross that, you cannot cross the Conasaga or the Jacks River without hiking poles. It's just, it's just not gonna work. So, um, but that little loop, it's about, um, I think it's about a nine mile loop hike. Uh, maybe a little bit more than that. I think it's about nine. But that that little loop will test every ounce of your backpacking skill. It will make you better. It will give you everything that you need. It 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 challenges you. Um, the Jack's River Trail isn't always um, there when it flash floods. Sometimes it gets washed away. Um, but that's a more of a um, popular loop where a lot of backpackers will go in there. And that's probably the best way to go to start kind of learning about the Cahuta Wilderness and getting in there and going where a lot of there's a lot of foot traffic. And when I say a lot of foot traffic, I'm not talking about, you know, seeing 30, 40 cars there on a weekend. I'm talking maybe you see five cars there on the weekend. Maybe maybe six seven, um, but the campsites are so big and there's so many of them that you never have to worry about not finding a place to yourself. That's the beautiful part of the Cahada Wilderness. So you have Blue Ridge on the uh, west side of the Cahadas, and it's 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 just a beautiful 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 trailhead to go to and really get to know the Cahutas. Of course, on the other side, 
Uh, you've got Big Frog. You can go up through Tennessee, and you can come down into Big into the Cahutas through Tennessee. There's so many different access points to get into the Cahutas. The the Cahutas has its own wilderness map, um, albeit it is old, and you have to take all the trails always with a um, you know with an expectation that the trail could be very overground. Uh, the trail, when there's blowdown or we have, you know, huge windstorms or thunderstorms or, you know, inclement weather or flash floods, well, there's not going to be a ranger out there the next day with a chainsaw cutting the tree down. It might take a year for that tree to be cut through. That's the, the beauty part of the wilderness areas. And that's kind of like, um, you know, the pros and cons. Well, that's a little bit of the con because... You know, it's not going to be always maintained for you, but that's the beauty of it. That's how you really hone in on your backpacking skills is to go someplace where it's not picture perfect um, trail system for you that you maybe have to look for things. Maybe you have to look around and see what's going on. I can tell you that the Jack's River Trail on the north end of the Cajadas is um, it's a whole different it's a whole different trail system. The Jacks River uh, trail is 17 miles long. They have 42 river crossings. And 18 of those are pretty easy and pretty well defined as far as where you cross. The other half on the north end, oh man, I mean, you, you, might, you might actually sit and walk up and down the river for a minute looking to see where the trail comes back out from the river. It's a little bit more difficult to do, but that's the challenging part of it. That's, that's you know, that's the cool part of it. Uh, Panther Creek Falls, beautiful trail. Um, you know, there's a, a way to get into there. Um, you can park up um, at Hickory Creek Trailhead, and that's only probably, you're talking about, let's see, uh, three down, um, you're talking about maybe a five, six mile uh, hike uh, to Panther Creek Falls, but you'll start uh, up on top. You come down, you go into a beautiful, beautiful camp area called Brave Fields, where that's just another beautiful, beautiful camp area to camp at. Um, and then it gets a little tricky. You <laughs> kind of follow that. Um, you cross the Conasaga um, River. Um, into a convergence where Panther Creek actually comes out of um, and then comes into kind of the Conasaga uh, River and there's a little trailhead there. It's sometimes it's hard to see in the summertime. In the wintertime, it's really the best place to backpack in the Cajadas, in my opinion. Um, but uh, then you can climb up Panther Creek and you can climb up up it that way and and uh, and do a loop. There's a lot of areas to do a loop hike a lot of areas the one thing about the Cahutas is that if you plan and prepare your hike accordingly there's no reason why you have to have two cars anywhere um, and this is a place where it teaches you how to plan your food teaches you how to uh, appropriately hang your food bag your bear bag because Oh yeah, there's there's bears out there. Absolutely. In fact, Big Frog Wilderness 
is one of the areas where they often um, relocate problem bears in the Smoky Mountains. So there's bears there. Um, normally, you don't hear of any real bear encounters in the Cahuta Wilderness um, because people that go backpacking in the Cahutas, unlike other areas like the Appalachian Trail, um, people really take hanging their food very seriously, and so um, you don't ha you don't have a lot of issues with uh, bears and people. But there are bears out there for sure, um, and there's coyotes out there too. I've been going out there for years and years and years, and I've always slept under a tarp, um, and uh, I'll continue to sleep under a tarp. I've never had any kind of problems with uh, a wildlife, or have I ever even been concerned about uh, wildlife? Um, the biggest concern is just making sure you cross uh, the rivers with hiking poles, um, and it is a it's a great challenge to to ford all those rivers in the Cahadas and see the the vast beauty. Uh, so um, the Cahada Wilderness is something I'd love to take you guys on. Um, if you guys have an interest in us planning a trip, uh, just a regular backpacking trip uh, into the Cahadas, um, I'm going to ask that question on our Facebook group. Uh, tomorrow. And so let me know, would you be willing to come to the Cahadas? We can make this uh, as long of a trip or short of a trip as you want. Um, I know the Cahadas very well. Ariana and I both have backpacked it many times. So we could make it an epic adventure, the 42 river crossings. We could, we've even been thinking about doing this in two groups. We've done this before where Ariane started on one side of the river, I started on the other, and we took two different groups and we met at the campsite, exchanged car keys, and then <laughs> took the other group to the both on the other sides. So it, that's really fun to do, by the way. It's, it's really fun. Um, and so we could do that. So I'm gonna post that um, on our Facebook group page. So um, if you're not a member of that, uh, go and, um, Ask Facebook is about to change some uh, group settings once again. And so uh, our group is a private group. So you do have to ask permission to join. Um, and so always make sure that people are on the up and up and, you know, we're not being spammed, things like that. Um, but go ahead. I'm going to post that question. If you like, if you guys would love to do an epic backpacking trip and some of the oldest growth forests um in the world and see some epic beauty and see how a true rugged wilderness lays not it's not combed pretty it's not trimmed it's not people don't go in there and 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 trail and do trail maintenance all the time although they they, they do try they really do try um occasionally you'll be walking over and ducking under uh tree, fallen trees um but it, if, if you want to see two beautiful waterfalls that are just epic, um, I'm thinking maybe we could do that in the fall, maybe in October. So let me know. I'm going to post that question uh, tomorrow on our Facebook page. So anyway, um, thank you guys so much for letting me ramble uh, on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, 
it always feels kind of awkward to do it by myself, but we want to make sure that you guys are informed. And we'd just love to go backpacking with you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy all of our episodes, give it a shout out on iTunes. Um, iTunes has just changed a bunch of categories. So we are now in outdoor wilderness. We're also in nature and, um, and we're still in the backpacking category. So find us, um, give us a review, a uh, verbal uh, written review. That would be great. Um, and of course, all of our Facebook members, you guys make us doing this so much fun. Um, we're going to Iowa Royale in less than 30 days with uh, four of our listeners. And we cannot wait, cannot wait to get out there. Of course, it's our Patreons that help keep our podcast going. That's Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, John, Jerry, Suzanne, Brad, Bill, Nick, Helene, Mike, and Jacqueline. You guys, thank you so much for your support. We, we, we really appreciate you. Our podcasts are always available on Overcast, Breaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and which is both available on iOS and Android. And we're on iHeartRadio. So you can find us um, while you're uh, listening um, to your, uh, to your uh, cell on your phone. If you Bluetooth it to your uh, stereo in your car, you can listen to our podcast on iHeartRadio. And follow us on Instagram and our Trust the Trail Facebook page. You know, when you're out there, just remember, the trail does ultimately give you everything that you need in life. So trust the trail. We'll see you guys later. Bye.